Welcome to Build Your Thing, the podcast where we help content creators find their unique creative voice, monetize their work, and build the tribe of loyal fans. I'm your host, Matt Jero, and today, let me ask you a question. Are you taking notes? Well, if you're like me, then probably a lot of them. So you see, taking notes is important because it helps you gather ideas, save them for later so that you can use them to turn what you jotted down into content. But, and there is a big but, the process of doing so can be messy. So a lot of content creators are just amassing a bunch of notes without being able to squeeze the full potential out of them. So what if we could find a way to systematize note-taking and content creation? Well, and guess what? This is exactly what we're going to talk about today. Ev Chapman joins me on this episode, and Ev is an online writer, creator, and builder of digital products. After 10 years of multiple failed attempts to be a creator, she finally unlocked the secret to creating effortless content and hasn't looked back. Now she's on a quest to help other creators get off the endless hamster wheel of content creation by turning the pile of notes they've been clipping for years into real content they can publish on the internet. She lives in Sydney, Australia, where she manages a full-time job in marketing with her creator, side hustle. And with that being said, welcome after the show. Thank you, Matt. It's good to be here. Yeah, nice to have you here. And yeah, like I talked a little bit about what you're actually up to, but could you, you know, introduce yourself a little bit further to the audience? Yeah, totally. So uh, I am a creator um, and I've been doing that for uh, just over a year, I would say. Um, And like you said, I have had multiple attempts at different uh, creative things Um, over the past 10 years. I've uh, tried my hand at vlogging. I've tried to start a podcast. Uh, I've definitely started multiple different blogs and um, and none of them seem to go anywhere. I either fizzled out of ideas or I burnt out um, just because of the sheer kind of you know, relentlessness of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've been writing about um, being a creator and note-taking and kind of self-improvement uh, for the past year and mostly on Twitter. And uh, I've been having a blast doing it. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've got a really great audience and I've launched some really great products and uh, just having fun. That's interesting. And how did you actually stumble across, you know, this this note-taking stuff? Uh, because like you mentioned that you've um, launched a lot of different products over the past decade and they all quote unquote failed. So Leah, yeah. So, so what has been like your journey from, you know, telling yourself, well, I've done all these things that led me nowhere. And well, right now I'm just going to start another thing again. I think I'm just a a sucker for punishment, maybe. Um, But uh, I read the book How to Take Smart Notes by Anke Sorens. Um, uh, I think it was August 2020. Around then, it was in the middle of a lockdown. Um, I had a writer coach who recommended it to me, and I thought that it was going to help me write for some reason, Um, but it was actually all about reading and taking notes. Um, But it it changed how I how I, how I consumed everything. Um, and, uh, I think it was really important, um, uh, just an important pivot for me. I've always been a reader. I love consuming information, but I couldn't tell you anything really, uh, Mm. useful that I've read over the past 10 years or even, you know, before that. Um, and so it changed how I took notes. 
um, which you know is, is the purpose of the whole book. And um, and so then I started to kind of collect these notes of not just you know a summary or a highlight or or something like that, but a, a real actual note, an idea of something that I thought about. Um, so like really taking the time to actually sit down and think, well, why did this resonate with me, and what do I think about it? And so I yeah, it makes. To- Yep. Yeah, I started to amass kind of this whole kind of library of those kinds of notes. Yeah, exactly. So, like, same things happened to me. Like, I have been taking notes for, um, you know, a long period of time too. And then, you know, like you have you have just this library of of notes sitting here, and you don't really make something out of them. Or like, if you just make things out of them, you are not really, um, let's say, making new connections and start creating just something meaningful out of them. So what has been like your journey when it comes to, to, to that? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. It's like, uh, I think that you, you can, you could definitely, you know, amass a whole lot of notes um, of your own thoughts and ideas and that kind of thing. But there is a missing piece if you don't expose them to kind of the public realm. There's something really special about, putting them out there and and having them connect with other people and having their ideas kind of connect with yours. And, you know, I uh, I don't even know really when I decided, but I was like, okay, I'm going to start a blog. Like now that I've kind of got some notes or some ideas, it's like I, I think that part of who I am is like I can't help but not share. Like if I'm learning things, I love to share them. Like I've, I've written about this. I'm kind of a major oversharer. So if I'm learning something, I've got to be sharing it somewhere on the internet. Um, and, uh, and so that's, that's kind of what happened. It's like, as things bubble up, um, I started to share them and uh, Twitter is where it happened to be the place where I decided I was going to share what I know. Um, and, uh, and so I started to tweet, I started to, um, kind of, yeah, put some of these ideas out there online. They started to get some traction, um, and then uh, I had a few friends of mine who said, "Let's do a twenty-eight day blogging challenge." I said, "Yes, I would love to do that." Um, and I think I got like three blogs in, and I didn't write another one after that. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, it's like you think that, "Yeah, I'm going to do that. That sounds really fun." But um, it wasn't until I actually found the Ship Thirty community, Ship Thirty for Thirty. Um, that I actually started writing online every day. And it was a really great outlet for these atomic notes that I was writing to then turn those into these small atomic essays that I could share on Twitter and um, get kind of immediate feedback. It just seemed like the perfect um, outlet for these atomic notes that I was writing. So that's kind of how I got there. And I've now I've written kind of over 300 of them on Twitter. Wow, that's, uh, that, that, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, like just, you know, to, to go back to what you said previously is that, um, you know, that you like sharing. And like one of the things that I teach too is that um, the only way that actually you can solidify or let's say one of, one of the most important ways, it's not the only way, but one of the most effective one is actually sharing what you uh what you learned with others right like really it's it's like learning through through teaching and like one of the things is that i don't like if you have 
if you gave some presentations in, in your life. But the thing is, like, when you give a presentation, like, you don't want to, to, to look stupid in, in front of the others. So you, what, what you do is, like, you just prepare the content. Yeah, like, you're just, like, make sure that the things that you're going to share are actually accurate and that kind of stuff. And this actually helps you solidify your, 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 your knowledge. So yeah, this is quite funny. Yes. I have definitely experienced a few, a few different presentations in my life, but um, you know, I think, I think you're, you're correct. Is uh, sometimes we sound really intelligent in our heads until we actually have to explain yeah. what we actually think. Yeah. And, uh, and so I found for me, writing just helps me think it's, a conduit for my thinking, and so it makes sense for me to, um, you know, as I as I read and as I consume, I think, okay, that's an idea. I want to think about that, and so that goes into my writing inbox, and then that becomes my kind of time to think and to kind of develop these ideas. Um, and before that, I wasn't really doing that. Like I was just highlighting a whole lot of things, thinking mm-hmm. that that was the correct way. Yeah, <laughs> and I think. You know, it's really been that process of being intentional about coming back to a note that I've written and going, okay, what do I think about this? And then just writing. And through that writing, it kind of starts to develop. Yeah, exactly. So it's exactly what, like, um, uh, what uh, how to um, how to take smart notes actually emphasizes on the yeah. Feynman technique, right? It's really rewriting things, and then instead of just highlighting, like if you really want to know if you really understood the concept, then just you know write it on your own with your own words, and then just see. And totally agree that the fact of writing actually helps you sharpen your 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 understanding, sharpen your ideas. And this is actually the, what then you can take to the let's say marketplace and then just expose it to others uh instead of just you know uh, you, you know like there was a time when when people were just you know growing their facebooks and and their the twitter accounts with you know sharing quotes but yeah that, at one time this was good like sharing interesting mm-hmm. and, and inspiring quotes but what could be better is like you being like like you coming up with your own stuff right so this is this is interesting absolutely yeah, it's very interesting. You know, I um, I send out a newsletter every week and I have kind of three of things that I've written and three things that I've read or consumed. Mm-hmm. And the by far the, the links that get clicked the most are the things that I wrote, not the things that I've curated. Um, and so I think it's very interesting that people, people are interested in your unique ideas, mm-hmm. but you have to have those unique ideas. And, and for me... <laughs> Note taking is 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 the the conduit that has made me be able to have those ideas, and then by sharing them online, I've realised oh, actually they are unique ideas. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we just don't. A lot of the times, like I, I feel like I write something that's really obvious, uh, and think well, this is everyone must know this, but actually when you put it out there. And people say, oh, I've never thought of it like that or I didn't realize that. Those are the things that are obvious to you but not obvious to everyone else. And that's kind of a a nice sweet spot where, you know, like that's an easy idea for you um, but other people haven't thought about it like that. So, yeah, it's interesting, I think, like just that symbiosis of your ideas and then sharing those ideas online and then, yeah, kind of it, it creates a better idea and i think it creates better thoughts when you do that yeah especially you know when you're 
when you have like a lot of different information sources where um you know like your brain starts just creating those those connections we're going to dig deeper into the connections later on but yeah this, this actually helps you to to really stand out in, in a marketplace that's crowded so you're not going to stand out by sharing elon musk's or i don't know uh any other kind of you know popular person on 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 the internet like the only the, the only way to actually stand out today is actually being able to stand out with your ideas and with your content and in in my honest and biased opinion note taking is one of the most underrated um activities that a lot of creators don't do um because you know i don't know like i talk with a lot of creators and a lot of them it's they are in the mindset if it it ain't broke like don't fix it so you know at one time you know inspiration is good but you know being able to have like a rock solid process in order just to to come up with those ideas is is just way more sustainable especially if you're here for the for the long game so yeah yeah i think so and i think you know most creators that i speak to are just constantly coming up with new ideas mm. and i think that's hurting them in the end like the i think the the way that you are known for something is that you 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 literally are writing about it all the time so you know and and you're writing about it in different ways and you're saying it differently and and that kind of thing and it's like if you can build kind of a library of ideas i call them atomic notes um then literally all you have to do is pull from those notes every time like i'm never really creating anything new i'm going to my notes i'm going to previous things that i've written and i'm just pulling out things and saying them in different ways, developing the ideas further, you know, and I think that's how I got from, um, like, reading the book How to Take Smart Notes and, like, I was really, like, rigid, like um, the fleeting notes and the permanent notes and, you know, all, all like all of the different kinds of notes and, like, looking how other people did it. But, like, the more I've written about the process and the more I've done the process, the more I've actually simplified it into my own way of doing it. And I think that's, you know, it's it's the same. The more that you actually write about things and put it out there and realise, okay, you know, this person's given me input here or that person's asked me a question about that here, all of that just helps you to get those ideas and, and that idea then becomes your thing and you become known for that thing. You know, that's, that's a, I, I heard the other day James Clear who wrote Atomic Habits he wrote for two years on his blog about all sorts of different things before he realised that habits were his thing. And I think it's the same. You know, you write a lot and you kind of discover a lot. And then at some point, all of that turns into your your thing and you can mm -hmm. discover that, yeah. Yeah, yeah makes sense. So now you've teased a lot about your the atomic nodes and the system that you're using. So can you explain us what, you like what atomic notes are in like how you how you approach them and then also yeah. um you know dig a little bit deeper into how you personalized it and how you took let's say how the how to snake how to take smart notes book and then just turn it into your note-taking system yeah i um so for me atomic notes are it, it probably makes sense to to um explain it in the in the process so I, as I consume content, I don't really highlight anymore. I, I and I, I'm not looking to kind of summarize information or anything like that. I don't really care if I 
don't remember the five points of the book or that kind of thing. I'm just looking for one thing and that's the spark. I'm looking for the thing that resonates. Um, and so in anything I consume, I'm looking for that moment where I get sparked and an idea kind of like drops in or something, you know, uh, the, the words jump off the page to me, that kind of thing. And so once that kind of happens, I take a quick little, I call it a spark note. It's probably like a, a sentence or two. Um, and it's something like, oh, this reminds me of this, or, uh, I think I, I shared yesterday one, um, it was like literally two words in the text, which was like muddle, um, muddle through your notes. And I just wrote a quick spark note, which was, this reminds me of like making a cocktail, like where you like muddle the, the herbs and, and things. So I was like, what if we like made cocktails with our notes? Um, and so it's like that kind of thing that I'm looking for. It's like a spark of inspiration. And so once I find that, all of those sparks go into my writing inbox. And the writing inbox is where I start every day. Every day I just get in and I have a look at all of these different kind of little spark notes and I choose one and I then start to write an atomic note. So an atomic note for me is kind of more permanent. It is a single idea that um, I believe uh, and that I've, I've thought about and an idea that I've been developing. So usually it starts from a spark note and I'll just start to write more about it. So for instance, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. For instance, this uh, idea about cocktails, uh, no, creating a, a cocktail from your notes. I, I, I just created it into an atomic idea. And I, so I started to write about what that would look like and, um, you know, why it would be important to connect notes together. And, um, and so it became a whole big thing and it became kind of a, a longer note, probably a few paragraphs that could kind of sit um, in what I call my knowledge library. And so my knowledge library consists of all these different atomic notes. And so I call them atomic because they're a single idea. So, and, and they're kind of the building blocks of everything. And Adam is, is the building blocks of, of everything um, in the world. The atomic notes are the building blocks of everything that I know and I can then create. And they can also connect together to create bigger things. And so each atomic note becomes, I, I kind of connect that in somewhere to a cluster. And so every, um, so, so that way I'm kind of building these like bigger ideas, bigger clusters, um, and they kind of, yeah, they, they can connect to a few different things. They might sit in a sequence with another couple of atomic notes. Um, and I find that a great way to kind of visualize connecting notes together. Um, and so that whole practice I do pretty much every day. Um, and it's the first thing I do every day. I create atomic notes. And those atomic notes form the basis of every bit of content that I write. So when I go to, when I go to have an idea or I um, want to write, you know, an article or an atomic essay or even a tweet, all I do is I go to these atomic notes and I might choose like a single atomic note and I might like write an essay about that. Or if I'm writing a longer article, for instance, I might choose a series of atomic notes that I can then write about. And the great thing is that because they already have content in them, their notes, 
all I do is copy that content and I then don't ever start from a blank page ever. Mm-hmm. I literally have blocks of content already in there ready to go. And so I always feel then that my creation time is just kind of crafting things. Like it's like plating it up. Like if you were like in a restaurant, you've got all mm-hmm. the ingredients already there and you're just plating mm-hmm. it up ready to go. And so that's that's kind of the whole, um, my whole philosophy is that if I if I just sit and write every day from my writing inbox and create these atomic notes, I then don't have to worry necessarily about what I'm going to create because I know that it overflows out of there. And and so everything then just overflows out of that writing that I do every morning. That makes a lot of sense. This is, this is very interesting because, like you know, while you were talking, I was just, you know, comparing your way of thing, uh, we are, your way of doing things with, with my way of doing things. And, like, I found some similarities, which means that, you know, we just start, like, you know, we, we link notes between them. So this is obviously, like, the the Nicholas Luhmann way of way of doing yeah. things. But on the other side is like, which is interesting because like I'm, uh, let's say like um, when I take notes, it's mostly about, you know, learning, um, you know, learning timeless business principles that that I can apply and that I can share. And like you were focusing more on, you know, the insight that you're getting from a specific bit of information. And, 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 And on my end, like I'm more into referencing the stuff, which means that Let's say I'm going to read a book um, and what I'm going to do is like, I'm going to highlight, I'm going to rewrite everything. And then just, I'm going to start connecting those, those notes. And like on, on, on my, on, on my side, it's more like really referencing because I'm repurposing this in my marketing material. So like I have a very special or like I have my, my own way in actually, you know, building kind of credibility when Let's say I have to write a sales page or I have to, you know, just quote unquote, convince people of that the idea that I'm presenting actually makes sense. And this is when I usually leverage, um, let's say, um, someone else's authority. So let's assume that um, I'm, you know, I just present a concept and actually I got this concept, let's say, from a great marketer, right, who is actually known for his um uh, who has actually has authority in, in his field. Well, what I'm going yeah. to do is like, I'm using actively, actively the, the reference that I took um, in order just to, you know, to craft my sales page, my, my, my sales page and so on and so forth. So um, like, mm. this is like how I'm doing it. But the interesting thing is that there are still similarities. The similarity is first, we rewrite um, what we, what, what we came across and then we also mm. link them together. So, this is actually um, an, an, an interesting an interesting spark here. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I, you know, I, I think that there's merit in both. Um, yeah, I think when uh, there are concepts that you need to know, like that you can't just make everything up yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think like uh, there's probably times when, yes, I am also kind of understanding concepts and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I suppose also... I think it also comes down to like the outcome, like knowing what your outcome is when you're taking, yeah. like not, you're not always going to know, but generally my outcome is I, I write. And so mm-hmm. like, that's, that's then in my head. It's like, okay, that's a, that could be an idea. Um, but you know, generally I'm just a curious person. 
Yeah. And so I just love to just follow just follow those little sparks and just like it, it honestly is the most exciting part of my day. That sounds really like I live an uninteresting life. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the most exciting part of my day, like jumping into that writing inbox and just being like, what is in here today that I can discover? If you enjoyed this episode so far, can I ask you for a quick favor that will not take more than 10 seconds out of your valuable time? If you're an iPhone user, please head over to iTunes. I've just included a direct link to the podcast so that you don't have to search for it. Simply click the link and just tap and give this show a five-star review. This will help me get more exposure so that I can feature and convince more guests to come on the show to share more valuable knowledge with us. And if you're on YouTube, simply hit the like button. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And now let's go back. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. And, interesting. and, you know, like a lot of, like, I'm a curious person too, which means that, you know, especially when you're, when you're a curious person, the thing is that you may have the, the feeling that you're wasting your time and, you know, just reading about, I don't know, like about, I don't know how to grow a banana tree or something like this. Yeah. But the thing is that like, um, um, with this way of taking notes, um, it actually, you can make sense of, of your curiosity, right? So you just have, let's say, um, this specific interest at that, at that point of time. Well, you can just pursue it, you know, read about it, learn about it. And then, you know, you just turn it into a note, dump it in your note-taking system, and then just see what, what will happen maybe three, six months down the road. And this is, this is I, I think, the, the beautiful thing here. Uh, I think so too. I once studied all about bees um, just randomly and then I wrote a, a really big thread about how creators are like bees. Um, yeah. But, you know, like you never know how you can use this stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's the connections between really random things that sometimes is, is the magic. You know, and, and a lot of the times, you know, so much of our metaphors come from from those different things. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've made metaphors between, you know, these bees, metaphors between master chefs, um, mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of things. And so I think, like, I, I, I don't, I, I, I still try and have, like, just a bit of a, a lens of, like, what I consume. Otherwise, I would go crazy. Um, and, and just be kind of consuming anything I want. So I try and like put a few boundaries, um, on mm -hmm. myself, but otherwise I, I really do just try and just follow my curiosity and, and just trust. I think so many times we, we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust our intuition. We don't kind of, we don't trust our human behavior, that kind of thing. And so I think, you know, just trusting yourself to go, mm, that's, it seems interesting to me. Like, what, where does this lead? Yeah, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, especially when it comes to uh, like the interesting thing that even like Sonke Arens mentions in how this how to take smart notes is really trusting the system. Especially like when you can develop, um, you know, trust in your system that you know everything you're just writing down or everything you're just coming across is in a safe place where you can retrieve it at any time also helps you to free up more mental bandwidth to to just continue what you have to do so yeah that's true absolutely yeah the, the other thing that i wanted to mention is like when you 
when you just come across, let's say, a, an interesting idea or something that you write down, um, how do you actually approach it? Um, so I've been testing different things on my end. So sometimes, you know, I have like an idea and like by the time I have the idea, um, I just dump it, let's say, into a into a folder or just tag it with a specific tag. Well, this could be a great idea for an article or this could be a great idea for, let's say, a tweet or for an email. So do you start actually categorizing the sparks when you have them or is it just, well, I have a spark, I'm, I record it, uh, or I, I just save it. And then let's say when I, when I go back to my inbox, I'm just going to write stuff down and I don't really care where I'm going to share it. Um, like what is, what is your process when it comes to that? Yeah, I think I, <clears throat> you know, you have those flashes of inspiration where I'm like, oh, that would be a great idea. Those kinds of ideas, I generally know what it is. I'll know if it's a tweet, an essay, an article, that kind of thing. And so I do tag it as that. And I think I think the more that I've the more I've I've written, the more intuitive I get about that. Like I'm like, oh yeah, that that's a great kind of small idea for a tweet. Or sometimes I'm like, once I'm writing it, I'm like, oh no, I think I need to expand this a bit more. So I might I might just change it. But definitely anything that I can consuming that I'm kind of getting spark ideas from, I don't necessarily categorize those straight away. I just kind of dump them all in and I mm -hmm. develop the idea first. And then once I have an idea, then I can create that into anything that I want. I can, uh, and I find it a good practice, any of the notes that I create, can I create this into a tweet? Like if I had to say all of this three paragraphs in one tweet, I think that's a good, good practice as a creator, um, because like if you can say something in a tweet, then you mm -hmm. can say something in an essay, in an article, in a book, you know, whatever it is. But if you can distill it down into a tweet, I think that's that's probably the the kind of kernel of that idea. Um, so I try and do I, I try and kind of reserve my judgment on what it could be um, until. I kind of have developed the idea. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And even like you can push it a little bit further. Let's say, um, you know, like let's say when you start when you start your node, you can just you know try to resume it in let's say a a tweet or something like this, and then you know you can expand yeah. it that so that well inside your inside your your Zettelkasten or your note taking system, what you have is like like every node that you're going to go back to. You know, well I can I could turn this into a tweet or I could turn this let's say into a catchy phrase that I can illustrate my article with. Um, yes. And then, you know, I, like I have, the, I have the long form version, which actually helps me um, more understand and actually support the idea in case I have to explain it in, a, in, a, in other content. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, that, that feedback loop helps to then, like, bring ideas back into the Zettelkasten or the knowledge library. Um, mm -hmm. So if you put it out into a tweet, and then, you know, somebody asks you a question about it and someone says, oh, you know, this reminds me of that other thing. Like I kind of feel like Twitter sometimes is like a living, breathing Zettelkasten because mm -hmm. like you can put your ideas out there and then other people um, will come and kind of add to it and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a good angle. Like I did think of that. And so all of that you can like then bring back into that atomic node and like and, and develop it even more and and I think 
you know, every time you put it out there, you know, whether it's a tweet, an essay, an article, you know, whatever, you know, whatever medium that you put it out there, I think the just having, yeah, having that feedback loop back into your notes, I think is, is great and, um, and really helpful. Yeah, it makes sense. And especially like, um, you know, with a, let's say Twitter or any kind of social media where you know that the shelf life, let's say of a conversation of, of, a, or of a tweet is just like, you know, at the best, a few, a few, a few minutes or a few hours. <laughs> well, instead, you, like you can capture this directly, put it like, you know, link it to the, to the note that, um, it, uh, it actually belongs to. And then, you know, like instead of this being a, just a dark hole where everything gets forgotten, like you can just retrieve this, let's say in six months, in one year, and then you know, yeah. build, build on, even on, on ideas of uh, that others gave you. Yeah. That's right. That, that's interesting. And I, yeah. well, yeah, and I love it. I, I use Roam um, for my uh, for my notes library, so it's easy to kind of embed um, a tweet in there or that kind of thing. So it's nice mm-hmm. to kind of see that evolution. Um, yeah. Yep. That, that's nice. So, how do you actually um, approach when it comes to, you know, some people may think that uh, when it comes to creating note, the problem is that. Um, well, if I use my notes, let's say to create a tweet or to create a, or just write a book or like the ideas would be the same. And, and there's this something that I call like recycling ideas. So how do you approach, like, do you have, let's say any specific workflow or thing that, well, let's say if you share this specific idea, you're not going to share it, um, uh, let's say for a specific amount of time, or, um, do you just dig deeper if let's say you see that this idea got some traction then you're just going to elaborate it more and and then just dig deeper like do you have any kind of yeah. process yeah i do i um i am a big believer in uh, following the signals so if you put something out if you put one of your ideas out there and you know it seems to get a lot of traction you should talk about that more not less um, and, uh, and so I've, I've done that over the past year. It's how I kind of, it, it's really how I found my niche. Like uh, I, I thought I was going to write about self-improvement and mindfulness on the internet. Um, but I've ended up writing about note-taking and being a creator because I followed the signals of what actually I enjoyed and mm-hmm. what people resonated with. So my general, uh, process is a bottoms up approach. So I usually start things out as a tweet. And then what I do is at the end of every week, all of those tweets um, I get automatically into a Notion database. Mm -hmm. And I go through and I record all the stats for each of them. Um, As a manual process, I don't, I don't, it's not automated. Um, I like, I kind of like entering numbers into spreadsheets. And so then I just kind of go through and I see, okay, what resonated this week? What was the most engaging? Um, mm-hmm. What got the most likes? What got the most responses? That kind of thing. And so I really do take a real data-driven approach to it. And and the and tweeting is the start of that. So everything kind of goes out as a tweet. I look at what resonates. If a tweet does particularly well, um, like and by particularly well, I I mostly look at engagement rate, like the percentage, rather than like how many likes or. Oh, that kind of thing. Um, but responses are, are also really important to me, like comments, um, because they actually show a, a different kind of resonance, I feel, than just somebody hitting the like button. 
So I definitely pay attention to um, to comments um, on on my posts. So anything that does well, I think, okay, great. I'm going to promote that up to an essay. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll take that and I'll put it into an atomic essay idea and I'll, I, I usually go back to the note um, and there's, there's a whole lot of other, um, is that like because I've distilled it into a tweet, there's usually a whole lot of other content. Um, and so I'll, I'll then in the next couple of weeks put that out as an essay. Um, so an, an essay on Twitter it's less than 300 words um, and it's bright yellow. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so then, um, then I, I do the same. I analyse all of the essays that I've written in a mm-hmm. week and I see the ones that do well and I think, okay, great, I'm going to promote that up to an article. And so then I take that and I expand it into an article that I can put on Medium. And then articles then can become whatever I want. I've taken, um, you know, quite a few articles and essays and that kind of thing, turn them into courses or products or all sorts of things. And so everything starts off from the bottom and then whatever works, I then promote up to the next level. Um, mm-hmm. so, so in that way, I don't necessarily say, okay, I've written about note-taking too much or I've written about creative too much. I kind of... I don't really worry about any of that. I just look for the signals. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, I've, I've done cheeky things as well, like republish a, an essay exactly the same with a different title just for the sake of showing people, like, literally you could write the same thing again and no one will notice. <laughs> like, like, no one notices. Like, yeah. And even if, like, t- even if 10% of people saw your tweet last week, mm-hmm. And a different ten percent are seeing it this week, and so exactly. I think I think you can afford to write things the same way. Like I mean, sure, you don't want to publish exactly the same tweets every week, but if you want to be known for something, and if you want to be a thought leader in a certain area, you're going to have to write about something a lot. And what yep. nobody tells you about that is it kind of gets a bit boring sometimes as well. Like you're thinking, oh, I'm writing about taking notes again, but mm. like people love it, and they're like, oh. This is just wonderful. I'm like so glad you've liked this after the hundredth time I've written about it. <laughs> but that's how it yeah. is. True, yeah. true, and yeah, and this is exactly the same thing that let's say you know I'm saying let's say when when content creators are a little bit af- afraid, let's say of you know having some overlap between let's say their courses. So especially if, when you're when you're creating a lot of courses, there yeah. will be some overlap. But here here is my take on that. So first. As, as you as you said, you can't assume that everyone um, just saw that specific idea or just understood it like the way that, that you um, like the way that you talked about it actually resonated with them. The second thing you have to understand is that um, your audience is like like should be as, as, like yourself. It's like it's evolving, right? So they may yeah. be let's say in a specific mind state when they just see your tweet or when you just get your newsletter. And then let's say six months down the road, like they they changed, right? Like things changed, and then suddenly the same piece of information can just have like a, a complete other um, other um, let's say impact on them, right? So yeah. like your role is not is not necessarily come up with with new things it's, as long as you're helping them, even if it's quote unquote an old piece of information, 
it doesn't really matter because what you want is like um, helping people like uh, you know achieve achieve their goals. So uh, yeah, like I've been certainly in this in this thing for for many many years where I thought well I. I can't just republish something um, I've used in the past. But on the flip side, it's also a stupid thing to do. If, if you have proven things that actually help people, why wouldn't you republish it just because like, you already know it? And the interesting thing is that um, uh, a, f- a few days ago, I was just watching a, a, a documentary about... I, I guess what about containerships and like I remember that you know I already saw it but I enjoyed it, so I, so I watched it again so like people you know rewatch things again just for the sake of rewatching it and you know because they enjoy the thing and it could be the same thing for your content so you know recycling is not a bad thing. I don't think it is no, and I I think then what happens is the the more you write like in the beginning you're going to write a lot because you have to build up that that kind of library. But then once you have that, you know, then you've you've got a whole lot of kind of starting points that you can go back to and you can say, okay, that resonated, you know, that resonated. Okay, I think I might talk more about this. And so all those data points I think really help you then to to know like where to where to go next and mm-hmm. and what to um and, and what to write. And so that that's what I do now. I just leverage, you know, I leverage the content that I've written because it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, in the beginning, some of it wasn't so good. Um, but the, the greatest thing is you can go back to your early work and say, you know what, the idea here was really great, but um, I think the execution of the writing wasn't amazing. So yeah. I'm just going to take that idea and write about it again. And I think, you know, that's how ideas develop. And that's how I think you develop as a creator and you develop into, well, this person is known for this thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how do you actually... Um uh, when it comes to you know the, the nitty gritty, when it comes to referencing your outputs, do you keep let's say kind of a log where you you know that well this idea let's say I used it on that date in a tweet, I used the same idea and I retweeted it, or I used the same idea put it in a newsletter. Like, do you have kind of you know um, uh, workflow when it comes to referencing your output, or again are you just like uh, uh, working let's say with uh, with your gut feeling? Um, up until now, more gut feeling than, uh, than system. But, uh, in saying that I have been it, just the last month or so, just going back through everything and just tagging it with, with a, with a category. So like all of my tweets, either tag with creator note taking or kind of this whole idea around lifestyle design, like, you know, like designing a life that you love. Um, they're kind of the three things that I tend to write about. So I have been doing that so that at least I know, okay, I've actually talked about being a creator a lot this last week. I need to get back into talking about note-taking or I need to take a rest from those. So I use it more as like a, just a quick reference rather than like, okay, I'm going to write about creator three times, note-taking three times. (laughs) I I don't really do that. I, 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 in my day job, I do marketing. So I live and die by marketing calendars and content calendars. So in my creator life, I like to keep it a little bit loose so that I feel like I'm still enjoying the process. And I'm not like trying to like pump out a a piece that I'm just really not into. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, as a creator, sometimes the thing also, it's like, you know, to-do list and all this kind of stuff, they never worked for me. And, you know, like giving yourself a little bit of kind of permission that, well, 
you know that you have to, let's say, um, write, let's say, a piece of content today. As long as you have like these bold guidelines and then just leave yourself, let your or let yourself a little bit of freedom in what to create. I, I think it's like, you know, um, find the kind of sweet spot of not like having the feeling of being, uh, having to obey, let's say, to a, to a to-do list or. Yeah, I, I, I totally am. Uh, I feel that 100%. I, I just can't. Every time I try and be rigid with myself as a creator, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I, I always have kind of multiple things on the go or multiple things I can choose from. Like I just feel like it just helps me to be, be more consistent um, because I, I can choose what I want to work on. Yeah, exactly. And especially like if you're doing like, if you're a creator, like you just want to have also this, this kind of freedom, right? You don't want to be like being your own boss. And so, like we are as entrepreneurs are like the, the worst own bosses that, 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 that we can have. So <laughs> yeah, you just really have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ev, like you have um, an all taking course, right? I do. Yeah. I, uh, it's called the effortless creator and um, it is basically how to, uh, find, how to bump into inspiration, how to find these sparks and how to take atomic notes and how to turn those atomic notes into ideas that you can create and publish on the internet. So, Great. Yeah, and and how, you, how, how you can do it really effortlessly. Yeah, so th- that's awesome. So can you, um, where can people know, know more about what you're doing and eventually sign up for the course and, you know, sign up for yeah. all the, the good stuff that you have you have going? Yeah, so uh, best place is my website, evchapman.com. Um, that's kind of got, you know, uh, all of my courses and products. Um, and you know, where I hang out the most is on Twitter. Um, and, uh, so if you're on Twitter, please, you know, come and, uh, come and introduce yourself or follow me. It's Evelyn C. So E V I E L Y N C is my handle. And, uh, I, I love to meet other creators and, um, and jam on Twitter. Awesome. So any, anything else you want to add before uh, we are hanging up the call? I, I don't think so. I've, I've just really enjoyed talking to somebody else who's so passionate about taking notes. So, uh, so this would be really fun, Matt. Great. Thank you very much. So wishing you all the best and yeah, talk soon. Thanks, man. All right. So hope that you've enjoyed this episode with Ev Chapman. It was definitely very interesting to see how our two note-taking kind of approaches actually merged together. And if you want to know more about her work, obviously you have like all the links in the descriptions. And with that being said, if you'd like to actually level up your content creation game and actually get more of my rants and my take of actually creating your online business, don't hesitate to jump on my private emails. Um, You're going to find also the link in the description. And yeah, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see you in the next one.